0: Hello, Moto America fans, it's time for another episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you may even learn something from this unlikely pair and their special guest. The mic is yours, Paul and Sean. Good morning, Moto America fans, or maybe it's good evening or good afternoon or whatever. This is Paul Carruthers, and I'm the uh, communications manager for Moto America, which is the home of the uh, AMA Superbike Series. And four other classes. Um, this is our weekly podcast off track, and I'm joined as always by Sean Vice, who happens to be in Ohio. I'm situated in sunny Southern California at the moment, and uh, we're going into the holiday season here. And all of us, I think, are uh, chomping at the bit a little bit to uh, to get back to motorcycle racing. I don't know about you, Sean, but for some reason, the off season just sometimes drags along a little bit. I think the holidays will speed things up, and then we can you, uh, will jump in with both feet and get this thing ready to go. But it's just like, I I just, I'm looking forward to, uh, to being at that barber test.
1: Yeah. You know, I think good morning, Paul. And, uh, it is morning somewhere in the world. Uh, but, uh, (laughs) I, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, after we get through the holidays, everything really speeds up a lot. This time of year is always interesting. It's why they call it silly season um, you know, I think people are extra anxious this year with, um, different teams. Cause there's been some movement obviously with, um, the Yamaha team and there's a lot of teams that have yet to announce their plans yet, but, you know, we're hearing bits and pieces of stuff coming in unofficially. So hopefully in the next uh, few weeks we can find out some more about it, but yeah, after the, after the holidays are over, it'll be before we know it, we'll be having that test and the seasonal start. So, um, so yeah, uh, always good to have this podcast every week with you so we can, Touch base. One of the things I want to ask you about real quick is um, since I'm in Ohio and I think you told me the Moto America office Christmas party or holiday party, I should say, is uh, after you're done with this podcast, I can't get there in time. So, you know, I guess you'll have to have a cocktail or two for me.
0: Yeah, I can. That's a pretty good excuse to double up what I'm going to do. So <laughs> I'll. Uh, I'll I'll keep you in mind and, and I won't even feel guilty about it, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're heading out of here, um, when I'm finished with the, with the podcast and I think we're just going to, uh, it's like a local brewery. I haven't been to it yet. And, uh, and all of us will get together and, and have a couple of beers and, and, uh, and eat some dinner and, and, uh, tell stories. So it'll be kind of fun. It, it usually is. And Richard's here and Chuck and Wayne and everybody. So it'll be kind of cool to, we don't always get together, you know, it's sometimes the only time we see each, all of us is at, at the races and then everybody's kind of got their deal where we're not always together. So it'll be kind of fun.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Have fun and uh, say hi to everybody for me.
0: I will. So today, um, as we were just talking about, you know, with silly season and, and people not always having firm plans, sometimes it's difficult to, uh, to get a guest on that actually knows what they're doing next year. Um, fortunately, today we have Sean Dillon Kelly, who definitely knows what he's doing. I imagine. Um, Did I hear unfortunately
2: with, or fortunately?
0: I, I think I said fortunately, but if I said unfortunately, <laughs> then that's very unfortunate, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, but Sh- Sean Dylan, Kelly, um, he, at least he knows he may not know what exactly he's doing, but he knows who he will be doing it for. He's back with M Force X Star Suzuki for next year. Um, Sean had actually had an incredible season for somebody. I mean, he, he's a, he's a real rookie. He started the season at 16 years old. Uh, he finished fourth in the super sport championship. We're not talking about junior cup here. We're not talking about a, a lower level class of any kind. We're talking about super sport and Moto America, which is highly competitive. Uh, he finished fourth in the championship with two wins and seven podiums. And I think that's a good place to start, Sean. It's like if someone, Just be honest with me. If someone would have told you that those were the results you would have earned in your first year, would you have been surprised or would you have been like, yeah, that's, that's what I thought I'd get.
2: Wait, first, what Sean are we talking about? (laughs) Come on. I was thinking the same thing, but I think it's you, Dylan Kelly. the other Sean,
0: the other Sean hasn't won anything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well I don't know maybe, maybe he's quite proud of working with Paul <laughs> yeah that, I, I'm a winner in life see that's
1: what that's all about
2: right you see <laughs> uh, all right well, you're me all, my
0: lesson I'm gonna go Sean Dylan Kelly the rest of the show
2: there, there we there go, go. <laughs> <laughs> all right first of all uh like you guys said good morning or good afternoon or good evening whatever whatever it may be whoever's listening so uh thank you guys for having me again uh we have done this one so it's nice to share some time talking with you guys and, you know, share some information with the fans listening. Um, but yeah, straight, straight to the question. Um, honestly, I, I do have to be proud with, with my rookie season, you know, um, considering that a year ago, I didn't really know what I was going to race or even if I was going to race. Um, it definitely turned out to be, to be one of the best case scenarios this year. Um, it was definitely, uh, a, a big year for me in terms of learning, you know, it's been a big change going from a moto three bike that I've been running the last three years to now jumping on a 600 and, you know, um, much heavier bike with a much different riding style, a lot more, more horsepower. And overall it was just a big learning curve for me, you know, pretty much, I think 80 or 90% of the tracks were new for me this year. And we we obviously don't have too much time for to to learn a track in Moto America, with uh with you know the short sessions and and all that. So it was definitely a a huge huge year in terms of of learning. You know, not only on track but only also off of track. Uh, I I obviously had to do a lot in terms of you know the physical standpoint just because I got on on the six hundred. But anyways, I'm gonna try and not curve too much. the year, the year was definitely something to be proud of. Uh, at the end of the day, we're all writers and we all have the same, or most of us have the same mentality that, you know, I, I think I could have done a little bit better or, or I would have liked to do a little bit better, but that's just how we think, you know, we always want to, uh, give a little bit more. And I think that's just, uh, you know, part of, part of the, the positive attitude, but, um, definitely super proud of, of this year and super proud of the work that we did with the team as well.
0: Yeah, I think you have nothing to complain about. And my second question is, um, you haven't moved to Pittsburgh yet, right?
2: <laughs> Honestly, that Dylan, that, that's still, a joke, I've, Sean. Uh, <laughs> I'm still thinking about it, though. I love that place too much. <laughs> right.
0: Well, the reason I say that, for those who don't know, that's where um, Sean Dillon Kelly had his his two wins this season. They were back-to-back in Pittsburgh. And uh, real quick, I mean, again, um, there was when you beat Bobby Fong had his big crash in race one and you won that race the following day, you know, he was on crutches. He was, he he was obviously injured. He sucked it up and rode really well that, and you barely beat him to, to, to win your second race. And there was people that were like, Oh man, I can't believe he beat Bobby, blah, blah, blah. And to me, if, if anything I saw you do the entire year, that's what impressed me the most because I think it sort of showed that it showed what you were about because I mean, I hate to say baby face killer, but that's kind of what you were. I mean, it was like, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to beat this guy because this is what I need to do for my career is to win motorcycle races. And yeah. he's my buddy, he's my teammate, he's hurt, but I'm not going to roll over and let the guy beat me. Is that kind of what goes through your head?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Paul, first of all. And honestly, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he, he's my teammate and uh it was definitely a little a little nerve-wracking for uh well especially the team i know chris and john were holding their heads that last lap in race two but um also also for me you know I, i really couldn't screw anything up especially considering he was fighting for the championship but um you know race race one my first win was definitely uh a Breakthrough for me, and it's typical. Well, it's not typical, but it's what they say you know, that once you get that first win, it's kind of like you know, um, it's you know, you kind of get into a tunnel of you know, okay, you know, you can do it and you believe. So, um, I definitely felt it after that first race win, and um, I think my I might not have been the fastest on track that weekend, but I just think I had, I had you know, the bike and I had everything else, you know, I had you know, the work that I had put in was, was under me. And, um, I just, I think I had the mentality that, that, that was the most important part. And Sunday was just exactly that. You know, I, I, I actually remember being behind Bobby, you know, maybe halfway through the race and I was obviously pushing and I, you know, my first thing about, or thinking, uh, into race two was saying, damn it, this guy just, you know, almost, I think has a broken ankle and he's, you know, in front of me right now. So that didn't make me too happy, first of all. And, and then I was saying, you know, I won the race yesterday. I was like, it wouldn't be a good image if I don't win today again. So uh, honestly, when I had that thought midway, midway through the race, I'm like, yep, that just means I have to give it absolutely all I have. So um, it was, it was honestly a lot of fun. Yeah. That last, last lap of race 2 was really really nice Bobby. Um it just, you know, I think we both had really good racecraft and uh as you guys know it came down to to the last two corners and to the last little straight but um honestly, it felt it felt really good even though I was also super proud of of the efforts that Bobby put in because um that was something, you know, something really important for me to see as well because not everyone does what what he did, you know it's not easy to race with an injury like that and not only race but also be at that level so um I was definitely you know pretty proud of of not only myself but for the team and for Bobby as well
1: Sean, tell us about uh well i this is kind of a three part question for you you know you do you like having a teammate what's it like to have Bobby Fong as the teammate because Bobby is a different kind of a guy, just his personality is awesome. But I mean, he's very, well, I won't explain it. He's just, once you get to know him, you know, you know, he's, he's just a, a special kind of person. Um, for, and also, um, did you, did you learn what, what did you learn from him as being your teammate this year? So kind of all those three in one, if you could kind of answer that.
2: Yeah. So for sure, having a teammate, I think is super important. Um, one, it's important for the team itself. You know, when you have, two competitive guys, uh, it's, it's the best for the team. And when the team is doing well, the riders can do even better, you know? So, uh, I think that's one super important factor. And then also that, you know, it was my rookie season. So to have a guy like Bobby who comes from, you know, uh, a a super bike, you know, riding background and just overall, you know, very, you know, fast guy. Um, it was very helpful for me to, to progress, you know, a lot faster. Um, within the team, we, we used data from day one, um, from day one on the, on the six hundreds, uh, we, we shared data so that that obviously helped me a lot to learn and to understand. Um, and, and yeah, in general, it's just, you know, I think it was important for me as a rookie to have someone competitive as a teammate to, you know, try and try and learn the most and, and get up to speed faster. So um, that's, that's what number one. And then, you know, being Bobby, Bobby itself. I mean, yeah, for sure. It was, to be honest, it was kind of hard to get, to understand his personality at first. You know, um, I, I think I've <laughs> talked to, talked about this with him. You know, I told him, I told him obviously we, we speak, we only speak the truth. We, And I told him, I'm like, dude, I thought you were a douchebag. the first time I met you, and then I noticed he's just, you know, he's Bobby. So I was like, okay, I understand this guy now. And, um, no, honestly, now we're, we're really, we're super cool guys. or friends, um, I think better when we talk on the phone, maybe on the racetrack, not so much, but, <laughs> um, but for sure it's been, it <laughs> an awesome he, experience. And I don't think
1: he'd have it any other way, right? He wouldn't, he wouldn't have it any yeah. <laughs> other way. He would want, he was so psyched to have you racing against him. Like he, you did at Pittsburgh. So that's something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Up to this day, we still talk about, you know, the, the cool battles and, and just, you know, this, this first year as teammates has been super cool. So um, obviously we're, we're still as teammates in the same team, but um, I don't know if we'll be on, on track the same time next year, but I guess, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see where that goes, but um, it's definitely been an awesome experience with him so far. That's great. Uh one
1: what... Following up on that a little bit, so I don't think it's w- that well known, but it's fairly well known. And if not, then I'll let John Elrich and Chris Elrich yell at me. But I believe you've got a two-year contract with Team Hammer. You had it when you started, which means, correct. by all intents and purposes, you're going to be back again this year. Uh, You pr- maybe, maybe not be able to tell us or know yet what you're going to be doing, but I, you will be back with Hammer this year. Is that correct?
2: Yes, that's exactly correct. Okay. And, and that's all he's saying, that, apparently. Can't really say. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really <laughs> right. all I can say. I mean, I, I did sign a two-year contract with Team Hammer, and that's all I can say right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. No, I've got fair something enough. for I mean, you. That, it's good to know that you'll be back, whichever class. It's good. No, no, good to know that you're going to be yeah, yeah. with us again. So terrific
0: before before we move on to to other subjects let's continue with with last season because the other big moment for you um and it and, and it wasn't it wasn't a good one by any means but when you crashed at uh at Sonoma uh it was one of the scariest crashes we we had all season and and um you know I, it, thankfully you you came out of it with just the injuries you did which was a pretty good bash to the to the face but um as i've told you before i mean in a way there's some good that came of that as well because it gives every other boy in the paddock a chance to maybe have the girls still like them because I think your popularity <laughs> with the girls has surpassed everybody else. So I think this maybe gives them a little leg up that your chin split. But, but then again, I saw you, the last time I saw you, you couldn't even see it anymore. So that, that's probably passed yeah. by as well. But was that, yeah. that crash as scary to be involved in as it was to, to
2: watch? Um, Honestly, it was, it, man, it's kind of hard to explain. It's kind of hard to explain. Honestly, I just, I I still remember, you know, the last moment, uh, before I hit the wall and honestly, all I thought was, man, this is really going to hurt. And I just, I tried my best in the moment to not hit the wall straight on because I knew that if I hit the wall straight on, I was really going to get hurt. So, um. I guess it was, you know, just the instinct of, you know, I don't know from what training or from what, but I just reacted in the right way into putting this bike sideways and hitting the bike with both wheels. And I know for a fact, that's what saved me. You know, I walked away. Well, I didn't walk away, but I did walk away from the hospital a couple hours later. So, um, no broken bones and I was on the bike the next day, you know? So, um, a lot of people, tell me, Oh, why didn't you jump off the bike? Or why didn't you do this? And I'm like, why don't you, you know, get off the track at 80 miles an hour with a wall 50 feet away, you know? And, and honestly, if I would have jumped off the bike at 80 miles an hour on a dirt, then I probably would have broken something, even if it's a little finger, you know, but, um, right. And then I don't know what could have happened. I could have, you know, I could have gone fast. If I would have tucked the front, I could have gone in front of the bike. I could have hit the wall and the bike could have hit me too. You know? So I don't know. There were, hundreds of scenarios that could have happened differently. Maybe it could have ended better, but what could have been better that I wouldn't have gotten a little cut in my chin. I mean, it couldn't have been too much better than that, you know? So honestly, I, I was super grateful to, to, you know, walk away from that um, with just, you know, five stitches in the chin and, and to ride the next day was, was the most important thing for me. And it did suck to have to start from last that next, the next day. Um, but I think that race was also super important for me because I, I surpassed something, you know, um, first to get back on the bike and ride that track with the walls as close as they were. And, and also, you know, with my face pretty swelled up and the helmet hurting at pretty much any moment. Um, and starting from last, it was like, you know, I, I had, I had no pressure. It was just go forward. You know, I couldn't go any other place well, maybe the wall, but, um, it was just go forward, you know? So I, uh, after that race, I definitely did learn a huge lesson. And I think that I benefited quite greatly from it.
1: What, hmm. how did you, how exactly did you cut, get your injury to your chin? And do you know, do you know what caused it? I, the helmet, is that what it was? So,
2: yeah. So when I, um, when I hit the wall, I hit, the wall with the bike sideways, so both both wheels hit the wall at the same time, which means that I was completely, you know, straight up and down as if I was just sitting on the bike normally, and I pretty much got squashed completely onto the bike, and my helmet, the face, you know, like the visor hit the, I don't know if it was a tank or just you know the handlebar or the vi- just the front of the bike, you know, some part in the front of the bike, and obviously I hit it so hard that the whole front of the helmet actually came down towards my face and the bottom of the helmet hit my chin and split my chin open. And then that's why also I got a cut on top of my nose and I got all bruised on my forehead because all of it got squashed down into me and it, you know, cut my upper nose as well. So yeah, it it pretty much just sliced me, sliced me good.
1: It's incredible hmm. that the helmet can move that much, and I mean the fact that that chin bar would would be in that position on you and in the and everybody that wears a helmet knows a full face helmet knows it's pretty well padded on the bottom like that, yeah. but obviously that was a hard enough impact that that would
2: that would happen that's yeah that's yeah, crazy absolutely yeah. it, it, it was just it was just you know it's like you never, you never hear a chin opening because of the helmet. It usually happens because there's, you know, either it's opened on a little too much space on the bottom or something like that. But, um, I haven't heard many stories of the actual helmet opening up a chin, you know, but honestly just the hit was so such a direct impact that it was, you know, super, super quick. But I mean, the helmet did its job. I I have perfect memory of everything that happened during and everything that happened right after. So, um, I think that was the most important part. I mean, I, maybe a couple more screws got loose up in my head, but that's you know, part <laughs> of the game. It's okay. <laughs> that's I, to be I, won, I I did a double at Pittsburgh after that, so I'm I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah, not that's some sense in the what quick. I did. <laughs> yep.
0: Okay. Sean exactly. Dylan Kelly, not Sean Vice. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move on. Um you went through the year. Obviously, the year was fantastic. And then you get this unbelievable opportunity to, to go and, and race, uh, moto two in Spain, which was, uh, it it was fun to watch. Um, I think you did well, obviously you, you crashed, I think the last lap or second to the last lap of the race, but I think, um, what I did with you and I'm, I'm sure most people that, that, uh, that have any clue of, of how that stuff works over there. I mean, I, I just mainly watched your lap times from when you began to, to when you ended. And there was always a lot of improvement through each session and, and throughout the race. So uh, I think that's really all you can set your goals at at that point, because the level of competition is, as everybody knows over there is, is pretty incredible. So were you overall happy with with not only the experience, but what uh, but what you were able to achieve?
2: Yeah, I, I, honestly, it was it was a dream come true. Like the the entire weekend was an absolute dream come true for me. It was just from the moment I got the news, my objective was just to go out there and enjoy and have fun. You know, Um, it was obviously very nerve wracking for me uh, when I got the news because I had no idea what to expect. You know, it's not like I got the news uh, earlier this year and I had time to prepare for it mentally and physically and everything else. But uh, I just got it two weeks before and they were like, yep, moto Two debut in two weeks, you know, be ready and i'm like well okay that's 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 that you know um but at the end of the day this it, it's what my, my my not my parents but just my family in general it's what we've been working for our whole life so uh there was never a doubt once once the news came you know um and then like i said it was just the objective was to to enjoy and i went into the weekend you know i was pretty much enjoying even the little bus ride that i had from from one terminal to the other so um (laughs) getting there and and getting back into the paddock was 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 amazing first of all you know i I, i've been there in that paddock for three years so it's pretty much home for me and you know getting back in there was 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 super special and seeing everyone again was super special and uh it's extra special when you walk in there as a rider for the first time you know um well i was a rider before with the rookie scout but it's not the same Um, and, and honestly, it was just, it was spectacular, uh, being able to, to race with the American, American racing team and with that KTM Moto2 bike and Nikki Hayden's number 69, like everything just turned out to be so, so special, you know? Um, and then, you know, going a little bit more into, into your question, um, am I happy about the weekend? Of course, I'm, I'm super happy. Uh, was the race a huge punch in the gut? Yeah, of course. You know, uh, crashing out two laps to go is, is never something good, especially on your debut. Um, I definitely have, you know, a little, a little, uh, knife in my heart right now because of that. But, um, (sighs) to be honest, you know, I think the race was only a certain percentage. And I think that we showed something important throughout the whole weekend. And like you said, Paul, I mean, the people that know, they know, um, and the people that don't know, they just said, oh yeah, he crashed on his debut and that's it. But like you said, the people that know, I mean, I finished in the qualifying 1.2 off of the world champion, like on my debut. I think that's something to be fairly proud of, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. The, 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 the expectation is, is, you know, to go out there on your debut and okay. Yeah. Like the team, the team told me, you know, from the two weeks before, when I got the news, it was just go out there, no pressure, you know, do what you know what to do and just have fun. You know, there was no expectation of gap or nothing, but, um, honestly, I just really didn't want to be four seconds off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I just chipped it away. I mean, FP1, I think I was like three seconds off. And then after that, it was like slowly, you know, two and a half. And then it was two And then it was one and a half. And then in the qualifying, I finished, you know, 1.7 from pole. So, um, honestly, I was, I was really, really happy about that. You know, I had a few guys behind me, which had, you know, been riding on the Moto2 bike all year and they had, have lots of years on a Moto2 bike in general. So, um, I was just super up to that point. I was already, you know, I was already super, super excited. And like I said, the race was, which was a big, you know, punch in in my gut, but, Uh, The conditions were super, super difficult. It was a lot windier. I'm not trying to put excuses, but it was just facts. You know, it was a lot windier. It was a lot colder. And I was just not, you know, not used to those conditions. And at the end of the day, I just made a little, little silly mistake. I crashed the same way Alex Marquez did. So at least I can say I I, uh, crashed like the (laughs) little champ crashed. So I don't feel that bad. (laughs) Um, But yeah, in general, it was... uh, There you go an amazing weekend and a huge dream come true.
1: Sean, as much as you can, or as much as you're willing to, can you explain to us how you got that ride? Um, you know, how it came about, you said it happened pretty quickly. Was it your, I'm sure it had something to do with maybe your connection with the Red Bull rookies cup, possibly did he team hammer have some involvement. Uh, can you, can you tell us any of and how that happened?
2: So I, uh, I know the owner of the American racing team, who is Eaton, and he, I know him from my Red Bull Rookies cup days. So he's actually been following me for um, two to three years now. And he's always been, you know, he's always shown a lot of interest and he's always shown support one way or another. And this year he was following me super, super closely. And um, the reason this, this wild card came up is because his, You know, his two riders are Joe Roberts and Iker Lekona, which is a Spanish rider. And Iker is going up to GP next year, MotoGP. But he got the opportunity to jump on the MotoGP bike already starting Valencia. So because he jumped onto, onto the MotoGP bike at Valencia, it left the Moto2 slot open and it was honestly just a phone call like like the special phone call that we always you know talk about and everyone hears about that it's just a phone call and everything changes well that actually happened to me so it was literally just <laughs> wow. you know uh, a, a super late call i i went to pick up my mom you know she works late nights and i picked her up at, at the restaurant where she works and we went home and i literally walked in at home at like twelve thirty at night and i see a, i get a uh, a message from him. He says, "Call me when you can." So obviously, it was you know pretty late, and he never texts me that randomly. So I'm like, "Okay, this must be something." So I give him a call, and he's like, um, "Would you be able to come to Valencia in two weeks?" I'm like, "Well, I was planning on being there one way or another, you know, just to watch." And he says, "Well, my Moto Two bike is open, and I want you on the bike." And I kind of froze there for a second. And I'm like, did you just say what I think you said? (laughs) And yeah, I mean, after that, it was it it wasn't that direct. Uh, He did say it like that, but it wasn't 100 percent sure. He said, okay, the opportunity is there, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I just want to you know, I want to have you ready, start getting some things done. But um, don't you know, don't say anything yet. It's not it's not sure. And he didn't confirm until like four days later. So I didn't sleep for four nights. (laughs) It was really bad, I swear I actually did struggle <laughs> to sleep at night, so um, but anyways, uh you know obviously i I slept well, I tried to sleep that night, and then the first thing I did was you know call up Chris and uh spoke to spoke to Chris, spoke to John, and you know we went over you know a few things they spoke directly uh Eton, the American racing team owner and and my boss you know John and chris they they had their conversations, made sure that there were you know everything was in the right way and um you know the old rich guys were super super um happy for the opportunity as well uh they definitely helped make sure that everything was was on good terms and also they made it happen you know because um sponsors were completely you know different and um it was a little bit you know contrary but all the sponsors were good um there was no problem bet- between our contract and they gave me the okay so Um, everything after that was just really get everything ready in a week. So I had to, you know, do a, do a lot of moving around in those two weeks, but, uh, it it was all, it was all completely worth it. So it was also nice because Chris was able to go to Valencia as well. So he was there helping me out and we all got to sit down and and do some nice talking as well.
0: Well, the one thing is like the i you have a lot of racing experience obviously, including racing experience in Europe as you mentioned with the with the Red bull rookies cup but when what's it like when you when, when you jump on that bike it's not like you're at a test i mean you're thrown out to the wolves you know without a doubt so <laughs> yeah. you're you're pulling out of the pits and you're going you're taking you're going onto the racetrack with the best guys in the world what 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 are you going Like most of us would be like, oh, crap, I got to stay out of everybody's way. I don't want to look like an idiot. (laughs) I mean, is that does that go through your brain or is it doesn't work that way with you?
2: Uh, Well, we're all human. So, yes, it does work like that. And um, honestly, I just. I just was like I mentioned earlier, I just I didn't really know what to expect. The only thing I knew what to expect was that I was going to have the excuse my language, the oh shit moment. Mm and i was just i was just waiting for that moment you know i was waiting for the moment of saying i'm going to go on track and i'm going to have alex marquez pass me or brad bender pass me and i'm going to say oh shit this is where i am right now you know um but it it actually turned out to be a lot smoother than i thought you know i just i feel like i was just you know enjoying a lot that weekend and i was just in in the right mental spot the whole weekend and i just went out there and did my job like any other day you know i just Made sure that I was 100% focused, and I was putting all my best energy to to do what I know what to do, you know. And um, I definitely adapted uh, to the right way with that bike, and I definitely didn't slack in 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 my work, you know. Um, but for sure, it, it was like a uh, that moment did pass by, and it wasn't just it wasn't just one moment like saying, "Oh, wow, this is where I am." But it was more like every time I was on track or every time I was looking at the fans or every time I was going into pits and I was seeing one ride or seeing this or seeing that, I'm like, wow, this feels good. You know, like, this is what, this is what we've been dreaming for. You know, my, my, my family and I have worked extremely hard for it. So it was just something that, that we had nothing better to do, but to enjoy it at, at the time. So um, it was definitely something, uh, something super, super special and I'll keep, keep it forever.
1: How how different, Sean, is that bike, a uh, Moto Two bike, or that Moto Two bike from a Super Sport bike or your your M Four bike? And I'm not trying to criticize the M Four, the GSXr 600 Suzuki at all, but is is it really hugely different, or does it feel? What tell us about it?
2: Yeah, well, yeah. For, first of all, there's nothing to criticize. I mean, it's they're just both completely different bikes. You know, it's um one is uh, a GP bike and one is is, is a street bike. So um the G, the Moto Two bike, this the chassis is built for the track. You know, it's built to go as fast as possible and to push to the absolute limit. And it was it was first of all really nice to ride that bike because it had that the Triumph engine, which I had never, obviously, never ridden before. Right. And and the riding style is much different not because of the engine or not only because of the engine but also you know the chassis the way like i said it's it's much rigid a lot more rigid and um the riding style is completely different the the way that the bike responds to trail braking is completely different um it just uh the power does it feels does it feel, is, is does it feel smaller engine.
1: does it feel like a smaller bike the fr- you know when you sit on it
2: so i i was surprised because I jumped back on my six on on a Gixxer six hundred last weekend, and when I jumped on the six hundred, I noticed that it felt smaller. So I'm like, wait a <sighs> second, that's totally opposite to what I thought, you know. But it's just because the the Moto two bikes are are so uh, aerodynamic that they they're a little bit wider. Like they are out. They're they're, they're it, it's it doesn't make sense because technically a more aerodynamic would have to be you know more skinny, but you know, the tanks and the the chassis, just it's, the fit is different, you know, like when you're sitting on it, it's just a different feel. So like the, in general, it's not a day and night difference in terms of size, but because it's built, uh, for you to be in a more racing position, I guess you can say, um, it does give this different sensation, you know, but honestly, when you're, once you're riding it, you don't notice like a huge, huge size difference. Uh, it's more of just you know the riding style and 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 how much you can push it because the limit is is so much further on on those things.
0: Well, as much as I'd like you to um, to go to Grand Prix racing, and I, I think at some point you will, and I know that's what you want more than anything. Um, I'd also like to see you stick around in Moto America for a bit, because I think it would be fun to watch you on a Superbike, and it would be fun to have you as a Superbike champion and then we could let you go. So can we make a deal right now to just go ahead and do that?
2: <laughs> You're going to have to give me a really, really good contract.
0: <laughs> Sean, the other, the other, us, the yeah. other Sean's got all the money, not me. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. All right. Well, Bice, we we can uh we can let Paul go to his uh his little party after this and start drinking those cocktails for you and we'll stick to the uh, contract and see those terms all right There you go <laughs> Exactly
1: Exactly I hear you So you, yeah we're left out we we can be the party crashers
0: You can't tell us anything about there. next year correct
2: Um I can say a couple of things Okay please And oh by by a couple One is what you already know, and it's that I have next year with Team Hammer. And two, it's that the American racing team is interested in a couple more plans with me for next year Mm -hmm. uh, after after, you know, after my debut at Valencia. Um, And that's literally all I can say. You know, I have I have no other information, not 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 because I can't say, but also just because I don't know. But that is that is the latest.
0: Well, it's easier when you don't know to That's not cool. say.
2: Exactly, <laughs> no. but you know, most of just people are just going to say, "Oh, he's just not saying it because he's not allowed to." It's like, no, I just really don't know. Right? They keep you in the dark. <laughs> I, might, I might get a call, like, yeah, I might get a call two weeks before, and then I'll go do a race. But <laughs> now that
0: that American racing team, they're actually getting new bikes, right? For next year
2: yeah they're going to be running calyx and olean suspension for 2020 and that's been the most
0: successful combo so far since they well even before they changed to the triumph right
2: yes okay. correct calyx is uh has been the the winning chassis for a very long time now so if you had that
0: chassis then you'd be 1.7 seconds faster right
2: <laughs> well, I'd I'd like to prove that maybe one day. <laughs> uh, well, actually, you know, not, now that you brought that up, um, I'm actually pretty grateful that I did my debut with the KTM because, um, sure, they were winning races at the end of the year with with you know Brad Bender and and Martin was up there and a couple other riders with the KTM. But um, in general, first of all, my KTM was not Brad Binder's KTM, um, but It was, uh, it's, you know, it's said by any rider um, or any person in the paddock that the KTM was, was not at the level of, of any other Moto2 bike, you know? And I think for me, for it to be the, for, for my first jump on a, uh, on, you know, the world championship Moto2 was to be on a KTM, I think was super important because now I know that, you know, I had to do that much to be at that distance on that bike. And I think that if I jump on what is supposed to be a more competitive bike, then it'll just be um a better stepping stone, you know, because I'd rather I'd rather be KTM to Calyx than if I rode a Calyx this time and then my next time is a KTM, you know?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I
2: think the 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 step the step will be more natural and, and hopefully it'll be better for me. But yeah, I uh I I had a lot of people ask me, you know, oh how's the KTM chassis or How's how's the uh Triumph Engine? And I'm like Honestly, everything is is completely new to me. You know, I can't really compare compare it to to a Calyx chassis because I had never ridden one, or I can't compare it to the old CBR Moto Two engine because I had never ridden one either. You know, so um, I think considering that it was everything was completely new to me, it made it made it easier, or or just made it to a, a better transition for me.
1: I just had to leave where I was because my dog was
2: barking. Could you hear the dog in the background?
0: Yeah, we we could kind of hear the dog, but that's okay. The dogs, maybe may we can need a, we need a third. Sean, I
2: thought that was you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. Barking. You know, I we- do bark at the moon once in a while and, and it was a full moon last
0: night. So yeah, there you go. And, um, and you have hair on your back. Yeah. Um, no, Sean, we're
1: excited to to find out what you're going to be doing next. I mean, hopefully it's something for sure with Moto America. And, you know, let us know, uh let us know when you know so we can we can kind of get the word out there and and uh you know, you're a Absolutely. great ambassador for the sport. You know, we see you with fans and you're one of the favorites. Um and you're uh you're you got a nice magnetic personality and uh you 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 carry awesome. my
2: namesake very well. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you thank you it's definitely it's definitely enjoyable to to be with with the fans and and obviously that's i think that's one of the most important things you know because at the end of the day we we wouldn't live or we wouldn't be able to to enjoy our sport without without everyone uh watching and, and supporting around us so for sure it's uh something something that we need to look out for all the time
0: well i think that's a good jumping off spot don't you sean I do.
2: Yeah. Good. Good. to Good to have it. Good to talk to
1: you,
0: Sean. Yeah. Sean, Dylan, Kelly, awesome. um, again, thanks for joining us. It's, it's your <laughs> second time on the show and, uh, and we already look forward to a third time. So, um, good luck with this off season, uh, this off season. I hope it treats you well. I hope you stay safe and healthy and, and get all your training done. And, uh, and we look forward to seeing you as we get ready to start the next year.
2: Likewise. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. And to everyone listening, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Sean, Dylan, Kelly, I appreciate it. And follow Motor America too. Paul will be happy. I said, There you go, son.
0: <laughs> thank you very much. We'll talk soon. Great. Great. All right, Bye guys. Enjoy thank you. Enjoy the I appreciate party, it. Paul. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.